And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang, and welcome to another episode of Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. I am your host, John, and joining me as always are my esteemed co-hosts, Gio, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. Greetings and salutations. Hello. And today we are discussing the episode titled Switch Hitter. And in this episode, Job suspects that rival housing contractor Stan Sitwell is up for a power grab at the Bluth Company when he wants to hire Job. Michael plans the annual softball game between the rival companies and Lindsay and Tobias move to separate bedrooms. I don't really like that. I don't think that's quite accurate. Some of the things it was saying. Like, I don't think Michael really planned the softball game, but maybe he planned for it. Was there a big deal about bedroom situation? I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall that either. I don't either. I was like, um... Yeah, whoever wrote this on IMDb needs to be fired immediately. (laughs) Anyway, let's jump into the episode. I guess without further ado, yeah, let's just see what everybody thought. Let's start with Charlie. Charlie, what did you think? I thought it was all right. I didn't like it as much as last week, but it wasn't bad. Definitely had some funny moments, but yeah, it was an all right episode. Okay, an all right episode. How about Peter? What did you think? I agree with Charlie. It was okay. Not the worst and not the best of uh, the show, but it was okay. All right, very good. And Giovanni, what say you? I thought this episode was okay. I had a few laughs. Uh, me and John watched it the, the other day, and I watched it uh, t- again today. Um, and I like the, the running jokes that were going on throughout the episode, so it, it was a decent episode. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, Gio, let's uh, jump right over to you with topics. What did you want to discuss? I liked how they kept pu- put, putting in that the house was falling apart. Anything that they did, the house would fall apart. They'd like slam on the wall a little bit and like knock on the wall and something would fall down in the first floor. I'm like, I thought that was pretty funny. And I like the funny Sitwell's hair was flying off all over the place. He has alopecia and he was like getting neck like fitted for neck hairs and stuff. I'm like, what the hell fitted for neck hairs? <laughs> thought it was funny. Yeah, no, his hair was falling all over the place and uh, even into their bowl of candy beans. Yep, candy beans. <laughs> and so I, jelly like, beans. I like that it was candy beans. <laughs> yeah. I particularly like Job's quote there because like, he noticed that it fell off. He's like, did something just fall off him? He's like, oh, it's all right. I always carry a spare. Well, I hope you also <laughs> carry a spare bowl of candy beans. <laughs> so quick poll. W- would you eat uh, out of the candy beans that his fake eyebrow fell into? Absolutely not. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd eat it. It didn't touch all the candy beans. I mean, it's just like a sticker from his face, so I don't know. <laughs> all right, so absolutely not, and absolutely yes, and uh, middle of the road, maybe. Depends how desperate I am for a candy fix, I guess. Yeah. I'm not disgusted by it, but it's not something I would want to, like, I don't know if I, would, I wouldn't feel like it completely contaminated the whole thing either, so. Right on, right on. It's hair adjacent. I can't do it. <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, let's see. Let's jump over to... Charlie, Charlie, what's the topic you had for us? I liked that it had a lot of callback jokes in this episode where, you know, you have Job's tooth falling out and he's got the whistly tooth again. (laughs) Um, You know, they bring back that, you know, the last ball game he had with his dad was 
back in prison with your buddy yeah <laughs> with uh what is it white power bill yep is that his name yeah i remember you got it <laughs> you know and then you have what is it dr fume k's 100 peter i know you know the name of the bands <laughs> Team but yeah they brought back the bands so yeah the the little like callback jokes was really was really nice in this episode that was probably one of my favorite bits yeah no definitely something the show does and will continue to do as you'll see as we progress through it and then it works in reverse as well so if you go back and watch the episodes you'll see things that foreshadow things that come up or just you know just fun little background things but yeah for sure lots of fun callbacks there to uh fun times like job getting shanked yeah <laughs> yeah dr funke is 100 percent natural good time family band Solution? Solution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Another poll. Who would go see them play live? Absolutely not. Front row. <laughs> no. I don't think there would be a second row. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do it. It's hair Jason. I can picture Geo jumping on stage with them. I don't know. Geo <laughs> like... <laughs> would grab the wood block and help out. be like the George Michael with the, like, yeah. with the thing trying to keep the time, keep the beat cowbell or whatever uh, cowbell she would just be yelling team the whole time team Asil! team Asil! team Asil rules he's their hype man peter what is a topic that you wanted us to discuss? I liked the plot line with maybe and Tobias. I thought that was funny how like Tobias is up for a role as a con man or whatever. And she, she wants to like try to get out of school. So she wants to be involved and he's like, He's like, oh, I don't think you can help me with the character. It's a con man. I don't think you know anything about it. And she's like the biggest con artist in the family, like with some of her her stuff, Shirley, Funke, and all that stuff, which lends to like this one here where she ends up conning her way into being like a studio executive, which was, I thought it was funny how like she convinced her dad to like, not just to drive to the studio to to know the route, but to like go in and try to like create buzz and water cooler talk about his name, which he does successfully. But then when he goes to do his audition, he unsuccessfully uses doesn't use the name that he created the buzz for because <laughs> he's like going around literally making a mess at water coolers, trying to like create a buzz for Funke. And then at the audition, they're like, what's your name? He's like, Tobias. And they're like, don't give him the part. They gave it to Craig Robinson instead. Yeah. And then uh, he runs into maybe and he sees on the book report that she conned a reader into a studio reader into like writing for her. He sees the name Funke. He's like, oh, you're the Funke that everyone's talking about. So it all kind of worked into her favor, which was funny and geo recognized the reader when we were watching oh yeah he was a guy from wolf of wall street that owned the business for the for the shoe yeah steve madden ipo i can't remember the actor's name but that was his character he wasn't in there for that long in the movie but he was in there he left an impact in geo which is <laughs> says a lot <laughs> i also uh, relating to P what peter said i liked in the beginning how she got how maybe got her father to bring her to the place in the first place. She was like, today is help your dad follow his dream day. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it. He bought the con. Which I thought was funny, but then I also was like, well, Michael's right there. And you would think his character wouldn't just be like, oh, let, letting her do, like you would think he'd, his character would be like, it's not really or whatever, but he 
it's like right there he lets the con happen which i thought was interesting but <laughs> true oh and uh, speaking of the uh fictitious days i thought it was weird because uh, peter in the uh bring your daughter to work day like i remember we mentioned that that's not a real thing but I, I found it odd that The Office also had an episode for Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. So there's a Bring Your Kids to Work Day. No, no, no. Day. But The Office was also specifically yeah. Bring Your Daughter uh, to Work Day. Yeah. So uh, oddly I, specific. That is weird. And that came out around this time. I think this episode was first, but I'm not positive. But still an odd thing for uh, two shows to have. Moving on. Oh, uh, speaking of Maybe's Con to get into the, the studio role. Does anybody know what that is a reference to? No. <laughs> no i don't know how true it is but there's like rumors that that's kind of how steven spielberg got started by like sneaking into the studio and like just hanging out there all the time and just getting bigger and bigger so that's kind is of what part that's... of the fableman i'll we'll um, have to watch the fableman to, to confirm the story i want to see that movie i heard it was good i watched a little bit of it i didn't watch I, i've only watched like 15 20 minutes of it so i gotta finish it good so far all right then did you get to seth rogan's part yet <laughs> That's my Seth Rogen impression. Hey, I'm Seth Rogen. Uh, I don't think I got to the Seth Rogen part. <laughs> Hopefully you do, because then you can learn how he sounds. That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> yes, he goes around saying his name. Do you know my impressions? Literally, the only impression that you do correctly by saying the person's name is Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> okay, all right. He just says it once, though. All right, moving on. Moving on. I think Geo is next. Geo, what is a topic you had? I thought it was funny that in the beginning of the show, Tobias fell through the wall, and all Michael and Joe was doing was staring at him and not helping them out, and he's <laughs> they were just like staring right at him. Uh, they were just being I don't know, but they didn't help him out. And about the cons, Michael did catch one of the cons because uh, maybe was telling Michael to fill up to do his essay, to do her essay, and and, uh, and, there, and then Michael was like talking to uh, Tobias and was like, are, "Are you gonna let this happen?" And Tobias was like, "They make a mistake once, they shan't make it twice." <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then I thought uh, it was also funny when Lucia was like, no one will ever believe a woman like me ha would have a gay son. <laughs> and then they show the magazine. Yeah, yeah. And she's in the magazine said it's like how I want to marry my mother or something like that. Why I want to marry my mother by Buster Bluth. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny line with uh, Stan Sitwell. Yeah, Sitwell, yeah. And he was like, oh, could be worse. He could want to marry your mother and then that didn't go over well yeah, he's they, like they shoot oh sorry is your family not <laughs> laughing at that yet <laughs> that hairless freak charlie what's a topic you wanted i liked buster's little storyline that was going on my favorite being his redacted postcard <laughs> with the redacted like love you mom kind of situation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like how lucille was trying to get him like not ship off to you know overseas or whatever only for buster to get himself in the predicament of being shipped off overseas by giving the what is it like master sergeant or whoever the guy general thank you 
giving him a massage at the end. He's like, oh, you're coming with me. It's like, oh, way to go, dude. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we just got you out of this situation. But I I thought it was funny that he was giggling the whole time. He was, like, doing drills. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but he was, like, enjoying it. (laughs) Gio was cracking up when we were watching that. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, just giggling away. (laughs) While the guy's yelling at him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah i liked buster's little little deal the general was played by jk simmons which is oscar winner good, really good actor yeah oscar winner and the backstory that i thought was interesting is that the general is actually lucille's ex-fiance that she was engaged to when she was a uso dancer that she apparently broke up with him to date Oscar, which I'm confused by the fact that they have this main storyline about her dating Oscar and meeting Oscar when she was a USO dancer, but she ended up marrying and having her older kids with his brother. So, like, did she get engaged to um, Bill Anderson, which is the general, break up with him to date Oscar, but then somehow date and marry Oscar's brother and then having a fair back with like I was just very confused by that yeah no definitely a confusing timeline and uh, maybe that will be explored in the future maybe not but yeah no for sure convoluted and it's out of the order that you would expect yeah but it was funny when Lucille again tries to get Buster out of being shipped overseas she goes to see her ex and like he doesn't remember her but then he remembers her hands which kind of ties in so buster kind of inherited the magic touch i guess from his mom and um when she was trying to convince him he's like oh maybe if you go downtown like uh, will help or whatever and he like scoots back his chair which i think most people would assume that that was uh, a reference to potentially him getting a blowjob from her and she's like oh i haven't done that in 30 years and then she starts singing the song and singing and dancing to the song downtown you can always <laughs> go downtown patula clark's downtown song. yeah yeah that was that was, i thought was funny but then she clears off the desk so who knows where it goes from there yeah <laughs> yeah so i think that was building off charlie's point uh geo uh peter did you have another topic you wanted to bring up yeah, so I thought, I mean, obviously the the title was a reference to a uh, switch hitters, a reference to like a baseball softball term, and they were having the company base uh, so- softball game against Sitwell. And I think the term is supposed to be like if you pitch, if you uh, hit left or right handed, but correct. The switch hitter here was Job switching teams and having to play on getting hired by Sitwell and then potentially playing on their team which may or may not have been a strategy to win the game but um and he ends up he doesn't he's not qualified for the job so he ends up having michael help him by michael giving him 30 some odd ideas to like pitch which michael assumed would have been like six months worth of work but joe like pitched them all like rapid fire (laughs) in like one meeting so he's like i need more ideas and stuff so i thought that was pretty funny yeah so here's something that i'm curious for the opinions of you all would you say that uh george senior was correct in assuming that all of this was just a ruse from stan sitwell to get 
Job on their team or to figure out their lineups? Was it was all this based on uh, winning that softball game, or was the softball game really immaterial to Stan Sitwell? I think it's no. The, no, it was immaterial. I think no, he totally wanted to win the softball game. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. It's ambiguous. It's up in the air. It could be either. Peter, what do you think? I think I align with Gio. I, I mean, I think he, he didn't mind the winning, and that might have been part of why he wanted to get Joe, but I don't think it was the full ulterior motive, and I don't know. Well, Charlie, what brought you to that conclusion? I think because, like, he was so into Joe being, like, what did he say? His his gumption? Is that the word? He liked his gumption, yeah. Yeah, like with with Job just being like fuck off. Like <laughs> I think he was so into Job just being like like a dick that he was doing he was going to do anything to get Job on his team even though Job was like useless. I don't know. I think I think he wanted Job to win. And I think it was manipulative for him to be like, "No, it's okay if you lose. It's all right. Like you're we can lose. It's fine." Also, I do think he was out. I don't think he was safe. No, he was he was definitely safe because she dropped safe. the ball. She dropped Did the ball. Did she drop the ball? Yeah. She dropped the ball. And is sure. not the uh great ball player that George Michael made her yeah. out to be. But she was a wall. He <laughs> they she they ran right didn't didn't run through her. Yeah, he said you can't knock her over though. She didn't get knocked over when he she was run into, but she kept on falling over when trying to catch the ball is a picture, which was funny. But um, I wasn't sure if that she dropped the ball. And I looked like something like flew out and, like in the background. I had to like watch it twice to like, I still wasn't 100% sure if the ball fell out or not. Yeah. I also yeah. watched it twice and it still didn't look like she dropped anything. It was no, like in the it. background, like in between like <laughs> the stuff like you couldn't, you didn't, it wasn't a real quick shot. It was like a blink and you miss it moment that something like was in the background but i i wasn't 100 percent sure if it was the ball or not but <laughs> look at that it would have been like a real <laughs> real on-field argument whether or not he was safe or not <laughs> but yeah so they won the game and that didn't really even end up meaning anything but they got to see uh their dad again one part of the game that i i liked which kind of ties into the callbacks that charlie had mentioned earlier is that uh at one of the points when the team was like rounding the bases, you saw um, Starla in the background, like like directing towards the the home base, but like in a very spokesmodel kind of way. I thought that was it was a, like literally a blink and you miss it kind of thing. But I thought that was that was funny. <laughs> this way to home plate. And yeah, and speaking of callbacks, we had Lindsay on the team of Sill. I know we we kind of already mentioned that, but that's what prompted her to originally say she would join the team as she was brushing her hair with the phone. And we got a little glimpse at the chicken dance, which George Sr. called Tweety Bird Dance. <laughs> and he got mad because he told Job, your Tweety Bird Dance just cost us the run, you moron. Ka-ka-ka, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't doing that in Mexico because in Mexico that can be considered a an inflammatory gesture. Yeah, I have a couple quotes. Let's hear them. The first quote is, "Give me a vodka rocked, mom. It's breakfast and a piece of toast." Quality, quality. Also, another one is, "You mean the guy we're meeting with can't even grow his own hair? Come on!" <laughs> I like those. And then I liked how when Sitwell was uh, negotiating, working with them on, on the new housing structure. He he only had one contingency, which was it's like the only thing I ask out of the 450 houses homes we we build, 
one be given to the, a disadvantaged family from the inner city, which Job replies, so the other 449 families live in fear? It's like, oh. Oh, Job. I really liked how he wanted to call it Paradise Gardens, and it's in, like, a desert. <laughs> yeah, and it's more appealing than, what is it, Sudden Valley? But yeah. uh, Sudden Valley is more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, and George Michael is like, Paradise Gardens? Yeah, I could see marrying the chicken with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, in Sudden Valley, he's thinking about salad dressing because of yeah. the Hidden Valley. Yeah, maybe now I'll get a kiss. Okay. Oh, I mean from man. <laughs> yeah. Michael kissing his son. <laughs> Again, Michael's like, you need to play the fields. <laughs> <laughs> A not-so-subtle reference to Anne. I thought it was funny that one of the main reasons why they needed Anne so desperately was because Job's actions from the last season did not bode well for keeping or having women playing on the team, which is a co-ed <laughs> league that it requires it. Because, what was it, in the third inning, he fell on a girl and says, "We could, like, and just, like, lays on top of her he says we can just stay out he um stay out here and wait for another pop-up which is a little double entendre and then he's like in the fifth inning he was yeah. like repeatedly slapping a girl's butt as she was running to home base home plate <laughs> and then and then they showed him before the game literally dumping a cooler full of water on on women's shirts i'm like oh dear and then michael's like Strip yeah tease. we lost we lost our entire outfield in a couple of court cases. Oh, poor Bluth Company. I liked that uh, when uh, Michael was talking to Sitwell about the, the plan or the, the new thing that Sitwell was bringing up at, at the house. He's like, I'm going to have to run this upstairs, so to speak. See, <laughs> see how the people upstairs think about, think about it. And literally, he goes upstairs to see yep. his father. <laughs> So I liked how it was like he was kissing Sitwell's ass when he was just like, yeah, I totally had that like in my notebook. Like, you know, didn't I say that to dad? Didn't I say that to dad? And then it cuts over to him saying to his father that Sudden Valley sounds like, you know, it's going to be like a sinkhole. Yeah, a sinkhole. And it's like, oh, wait, no, he actually did say that to his father. Like. <laughs> he wasn't just like kissing his ass like oh okay <laughs> you stupid pills <laughs> yeah it showed like that george senior had a habit of like sh just shooting down all his ideas regardless if they were good or not just as a management tool to like have them seek his approval which i guess i think he'll argue that he does that for most of his kids i don't know necessarily Lindsay, but definitely joe and I don't know if he would even qualify Buster as his kid at this point, but I thought that was <laughs> interesting. Oh, did anybody notice that the callback for Job when he was uh, at the Sitwell office and he had the employee sitting on his lap while he was sitting in the oh, chair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. One last thing. Let's hear it. At the end, Job says uh, when he's talking about his dad, he's like, Screw him. Then, like, literally two seconds later, he's like, I miss him so much. Because <laughs> so he goes, mm -hmm. he jumps from, screw him, too. I miss him so much. And it's been a two seconds. Another note that I had, I know we kind of mentioned it, but I'm like, I'm. this episode had a lot of relatively successful actors in it with, like, Ed Bagley Jr. as Dan Sitwell. We, were, we mentioned J.K. Simmons. Craig Robinson had a small part as a security guard that was up for the same role as Tobias. 
And then even the guy that played, like, I don't know if he was a casting director or a producer, the one that, like, basically gave mm-hmm. maybe her shot. He was, I mean, he was in a, Jeff I mean, Garland. he got kicked off of the show, but yeah, he was on He's the in show. Kirby the Goldbergs. Yeah, the Goldbergs and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. He got kicked off the Goldbergs, but a- Andy Richter, <laughs> yeah, and Andy was, there Richter too. was as himself. Some decent cameos in there. All right. So I guess now's as good a time as any to jump over to our frozen bananas. This is where we rate the episode one to 10. And I'm going to start with my friend, Peter. Peter, what score are you giving this episode? Like I said, it, it wasn't the strongest episode, but it wasn't the weakest episode. So I am going to give it seven frozen bananas. Very good. And Charles W. Chuck Noel, what say you? I also gave this episode uh, seven bananas. Not my favorite. Wasn't the worst. Not as good as last week, but definitely had some chuckles. So you get seven. Excellent. Giovanni? I give this episode a 7.5. It was okay. Um, Had a few funny moments, but it wasn't as good as some of the other episodes. All right. Very good. And I will echo... Uh, what you just said, Gio, I'm also going to give this a 7.5. It's a, a fine episode with some good jokes. Nothing exceptional in here, like story-wise, but it's it's fun. And for that, it gets 7.5. Frozen Bananas. All right. So, Peter, Charlie, Gio, thank you for joining me. And I hope all of our listeners come back next week when we check out the episode Queen for a Day. And uh, based on that title, uh, what does everybody think is going to happen? I think Lindsay has a very significant role. Interesting. I don't even know. Peter? I hope it's not a reference to, like, some gay joke thing. We shall find out. We shall (laughs) find out. All right, everybody. We will reconvene next week. Until then, Anyang. Bye. Bye. Peace out. We got Gio's noises again. I got a noise?